0: good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is another episode on the Lemon Soul podcast, and today I am sitting down with a long-distance guest all the way from Egypt. Ola Ahmed is here to talk about the Kindness Cafe. And while she may live currently in Egypt, she has actually been living in Canada doing her master's at the University of Windsor. Not only doing that, but making a difference in our community. And I wanted to have her on because Not only is she doing amazing things for the community in Windsor, but she herself is an amazing individual. I am so stoked to finally sit down with Ola. Let's do this. Please listen carefully. All right, well, welcome to the Lemon Soul podcast. I'm like so excited. Our guest is coming all the way from Egypt, which is like the coolest thing ever. Um, Thank you. Yes, this is like a long time coming. I know we've been wanting to do this for like ever so, you know, it only took, it only took the pandemic to get us online to do this, but here we go. <laughs> I feel like you're the, the first one to recognize Kindness
1: Cafe, because oh. I remember when I started doing uh, my presentations of like how the, how the community reacted to Kindness Cafe, your logo was in on my uh, presentation, that Love & Soul podcast contacted me and CBC contacted me and I was explaining how, how lucky I am to be recognized by
0: local people in Windsor. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, that makes my heart like so happy. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's so cool. I love seeing people doing things in Windsor. When you see faces that are doing things out of love and out of passion, like as soon as I saw it, I was like, I cannot contact this girl. I have to figure out like what this is because we don't have anything like that in Windsor. Um, Before we get into like the Kindness Cafe, I just want you to tell a little people like who you are, um, what you do, just a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay, so um, I don't know. I never mentioned this before in uh, any presentations or any interviews, but I actually grew up in so many countries. Uh, I, I, I was in Kuwait first. Uh, which is in Gulf area, so I was born there, raised there until high school, and then I went to Egypt, I uh, did my undergrad in Egypt, and then I stayed there for a little bit, and then I went back to Kuwait, I lived there until I I decided to do my master's, and that's why I came to Canada. So I was exposed to different uh, uh, cultures, like the Arabic culture in uh, Kuwait and Middle East and also Egypt and it's in the Middle East, but there's like a little bit of uh, difference in the culture and coming to the West, obviously, like yeah. it's uh, a big change. So I love traveling. I One of my dreams is to travel the world. Uh, and I do love learning so I don't like to go and travel and sit in that fancy hotel or something I literally go and ask if there's like a family can that can like uh, welcome us and we will pay them to just like give us a room and I love visiting the um, like the countries that has a lot of colors and culture and food like I went to India I went to Nepal Um, one of the my favorite countries is Turkey Um, I went to Emirates so I I like this exposure from like a very wealthy country that I go to shop and sit in and drink like a coffee which is very expensive to like a very poor country like India where like even when I go to the fanciest place. I still have like extra money because it's very cheap when you convert the money. So traveling is, traveling and seeing people and learning, 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 learning new cultures, new, new things. It's my favorite thing to do. Well, having kindness cafe is not allowing me to do, <laughs> to do this now and having, I, and doing my master's well, it's very difficult, but I'm very, happy that in Windsor we can see different cultures in one city and different accents even if it's not languages but still you can tell from the accent. I I think this is lovely and I'm still uh, feeling that I, I do get this exposure by living in Windsor. Yeah
0: that's awesome. Do you travel alone or do you travel with people?
1: I'm um, um, well never recommend solo travelers but uh, i travel with my friends i always like to have my support system going with me mm-hmm. um i've been exposed to many situations where i've seen a lot of girls being kidnapped and being attacked and and it's just it's super super unrecommended not to go alone mm-hmm. uh just go with someone don't go with your, with your friend that you know. Just go with a group. Yeah, yeah. A group of tourists that want to go and explore and have the same mentality or expectations. Go with them. Make new friends and be protected. Just stay safe.
0: Yeah, I've always wanted to do more traveling and my parents have always been like, you know, duh, going by yourself, it is—it's so dangerous. I'm like, I know, it but is. I still want to go. I still want to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But it is—it's all about like not being naive and being aware of your surroundings and doing all those things. And being in groups is, I imagine, Absolutely. ten times more helpful. <laughs> so it's yeah. nice to like hear someone like that actually has done the traveling and like seen it firsthand. Have that recommendation yeah. Yeah. for people that want to travel. Um, mm-hmm. But that's really—it's really cool that you've um, you grew up in um, Kuwait. Did I pronounce Kuwait? Did I pronounce that correctly? Yes. Right. Um, You've been, you lived, have lived in different areas, but have you seen, you mentioned in like your intake form about even growing up, noticing how much like food has been wasted. Do you see there a difference between all these places or are we all wasting food, you know, across the planet that we don't need to be?
1: Unfortunately, we all waste food, maybe in a different manners, but at the end of the day, we definitely waste a lot of food. I feel like in the West, uh, the waste comes from the bigger companies and uh, giant uh, superstores. So I've seen, I did my research and I've seen how, how Walmart or like, I don't want to say names, but like they... um, even when the expiry date is still valid like they just because the expired date with with the, the shelf life they call it the shelf life for this product is uh, is is dead now so they have to take this product away and they never give it to the employees or donate it to some another organization that needs this food they just throw it away and they lock the garbage bins and they put it in in a locker because they don't want people to access it and uh, the reason why they do that is regulations so in the west there's like very tight regulation and everyone doesn't want to do uh, to waste this food but they also fear losing their jobs if they didn't uh, follow these regulations see this is not the situation here in egypt or in kuwait because we don't have tight regulations. And even if we have, it's not always followed. Maybe this is because of the corruption, maybe because it's an old country and that's the norm. But also, it's a good thing uh, when it comes to food. So big giant um, supermarkets, they never waste as much as we see in the West. But what I see when I grew up with my family, relatives, friends, we we cook a lot and we waste a lot. So inside our houses, we do waste a lot compared to what I've seen in the West because you guys are more practical. So you eat what you need and that's it. But here we enjoy food. We need to see varieties, we need to see colors, and this is every day. Mm-hmm. So. At the end of the day, we all waste a lot of food, but in a different manner.
0: Yeah. What would be some like ways to kind of combat that? Are there things that you have implemented in your life to maybe not waste food so much? Are there tips or tips or tricks, I suppose? (laughs) There are ways that we can like mitigate maybe not wasting so much food? Soup.
1: Turn everything to soup it's delicious, it's healthy, and it always works. And I'm not bringing these tricks. Those tricks been there since ever. Like, we have this plate called koshery, and I introduced this in Kindness Cafe so many times. And it's, a, it's rice, pasta, um, garlic. Uh, like, it's a bunch of stuff that it's very healthy, very delicious. And it's not expensive at all. And when you look into the history of this plate, you will see that people in Egypt wanted to collect all the, food, the, the leftovers of previous meals, and they made kushari, which is, this, this is now
0: the traditional food in Egypt. It's a traditional street food now. Oh my gosh, that is like the best answer ever. I did not expect you to say soup. <laughs> <laughs> that's like such a great answer. And it's so funny because I have I've never been a soup eater like in my entire life. And I just recently during quarantine started making soup because it's so easy. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not a good cook. I will say that I'm not good at cooking. But soup, you just throw everything into a pot and yeah. you season it up and you're good that's to go. That's pretty much that's it. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so we've mentioned kindness cafe a couple times just in their like little intro. Tell people, what is the Kindness Cafe and what made you want to start this project?
1: Okay, Kindness Cafe is a pop-up mobile restaurant that collects surplus unsold food and make a meal out of it and give it to the community with a pay-as-you-feel concept. So pay-as-you-feel concept means that um, you are willing to decide the value of the meal that you you, you want to have. And if you don't want to pay, you just like, come smile to me and give me a joke or dance or just promise me that you will be kind to someone else and then just take it. And what was the other
0: question? <laughs> what made you want to like start the project?
1: Okay, so what happened to me is, um, as I told you before, when I go to any country, I just want to live the their own lifestyle. I don't want to live my lifestyle. So when I came to Canada, uh, specifically, to when they're doing my master's there, I have seen that all the students have this mentality of like working and and paying for our uh, university fees and depending on ourselves, and we don't have this culture. My father will be like, "No, you're my baby girl. I don't want you to suffer." Blah blah blah. So I was like, I want to live like them. And I literally went to a Starbucks and I got accepted, thank God. Um, and in my first night shift, <laughs> I remember my supervisor telling me, Ola, we have to throw this at, like, at in this time. And I was like, it's packaged, why? I, she was like, I know it's bad and, but we have to do it. And I felt personally attacked. Like I'm from Africa and I know, for a fact that people die out of starving and I was like I'm insulted like I can't do that I can't don't ask me to do this and they literally respected the fact that I can't do it and they literally told me every time when they are trying to do such thing that they feel horrible but this is the rules that they have to do it and if if I want to go back to the room because I don't want to see it
0: mm-hmm.
1: So I didn't stop there. I asked my manager, what should I do? And she was like, if there is an official organization to do, to take the food from us, Starbucks will not uh, say no to that. So I went to my community and I started asking the Muslim community if there's like such an organization, maybe the mosque can go and take them, give them away to people who needs it. Because we have a lot of people who needs it, but mm, no one did anything. They liked the idea. but no one, no one do anything. So I decided to just go to the EP center um, and it's at the university because uh, when, when you're a student, you want to know what's, what's your rights. So I kept on reading, what is the facilities around us? What can I do? How can I benefit the most in this two years of um, my master program? So I've, so I've seen this epicenter and it was really clear to me that they want people to come with their ideas and they will take it from there i didn't have a lot of information but to me that was an answer let me go and tell them my ideas Mm -hmm. and uh, that what i did and uh, they told me okay you're going to be in the discovery program you will sit there we will bring you a mentor and uh, i met i met my mentor and i started telling her how angry I am. I didn't have an idea. I was just like, how angry I am that I, whenever I travel to any country, I still see food waste. And this myth that I'm coming here to the West, to the technologies, to the advancement, it's, I don't see it. I see worse or like, it's sad. So what should what should we do? And I literally, I didn't give her any ideas. I was like, just I don't want to see uh, food waste. Don't take this for granted. We used to take this for granted when we used to be a wealthy countries. Uh, but like, you know, karma, don't take it for granted or it will be taken away from you.
0: Yeah. So yeah, this is how it started. So you, that is like incredible. You didn't even ha- you just knew that you had to do something. And like a lot yeah. of people, right? Like they see this happen and it bothers them, but they go, Okay, mm. it, it is what it is. And it's mm. so fucking badass that you were like, I'm going to do something, oh, you're going to make a change and like you went through with it and not like like you said, a lot of people would be inhibited by not having a solid idea, but you mm. went and did it anyway and figured it out along the way, which is so yeah. admirable. What kind of challenges did you face along the way?
1: Well, uh, I'm new to the country, I know no one. I know, I don't understand the regulations, I don't understand the culture, I don't have a good network, but I learned all this uh, from just going forward. Mm -hmm. Just take baby steps and you will get it there. So I started with like throwing some ideas of like, let's put fridges around the downtown and like, present this idea to uh, parents in school or to the children in in the in their classes that okay when you have extra food just like put it in a plate and put it in that fridge and okay now we are facing the challenges of doing this idea of like maybe Someone will seal this bridge. Maybe you don't have electricity to keep it working. So, okay, it, it was. it's it's a hard work and it's a buildup. It takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of talking. But the thing that made me learn Cat Windsor people make networks, it's by doing surveys. So, yes, I did my research. Now I have knowledge of, like, how much... Uh, food waste we have in canada versus in america versus in egypt all these numbers how to solve it in like words but what about the street so i went to restaurants owners and i presented the idea i didn't present the idea right away i was like do you have food waste in your restaurants how do you deal with that um and then they found it's interested to be part of this situation. And they like, they gave me their numbers. Please contact us when you need something. And now I built a network. People were like amazed with the, this passion that they found in me that, okay, she's not even from here. She doesn't even have this citizenship and she cares. Yeah. And to be honest, you don't have to be live like Canadian to care about Canada. we just like, it's a land at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And it, we live with human and we live together. If we didn't live right, mm-hmm. it's not worth it. It doesn't matter where I am. Now I live in Windsor. So I, if I will fix something, I will fix something in Windsor because I live in Windsor,
0: not in Egypt. That's like a beautiful sentiment. Like you're saying, like it doesn't matter where you're from or where you're living. Mm-hmm. We're all humans at the end of the day. We're just yeah. people. And everyone needs the help. Yeah. What, um, what kind of, so do you had, did you have like a specific, I know it's different now because you're not here and kindness cafe is on hold because of COVID. But mm. um, at the time when you guys were doing like the, the pop-up and stuff, did you have specific restaurants that was, that was giving you food? How many restaurants were you guys working with? Was it a, was it an easy process? I got kicked
1: out <laughs> from a lot of grocery shops and restaurants. <laughs> so it wasn't easy at all. But it was definitely funny. Cause like you assume that this person has like a huge grocery shop. So he has like a lot of waste. So he's gonna say yes for sure. And he will be like, I'm going to call the police right now if he didn't get out. And you will be surprised. The people that you never expected that they will give you because the shop looked like it's it's very tiny. It's not like decorated well. They will be like super generous. So a lot of restaurants wanted to help me because uh, they do have leftovers, especially during Ramadan or event, after an event. But making it safe for people to eat it wasn't uh perfect to me because i wasn't uh functioning as like a daily restaurant like so i'm a pop-up restaurant that comes in an event and work and present the food so what worked best to kind of cafe conditions right now is raw materials so grocery uh shop that will give me like tomato paste, rice, pasta, and I will just get creative with that. Okay. Um, I really would like to shout out Le- Dijla and Furat. It's in Winded Street because they've been very generous to me and they actually will be mad at me that I said that because they really wanted to do this out of like goodness. They just want to do it to God and to the community without even being recognized or known. And I don't want to do that. Yeah, so um they are really generous. I love them so much and I love their generosity. I love seeing this in our community. Um so in the future I think the restaurant or the ready meal will be more helpful. But in kindness cafe we always always welcomed any kind of food. If we can keep it safe till our events we keep it. If we can't, we take it to the downtown mission or a street help or something we have
0: connections over there so it's always getting used no matter what that yeah. is awesome yes. uh, what can you tell me a little bit about why you guys chose the kind the um like pay as you feel um model business model and how did that unfold i don't think it's ethical
1: to like uh make it profitable like or sell the products since it's donated so i don't think it's ethical for me to sell them and pay as you feel actually it's not like there's no price tag nothing it's just i'm asking the community to give me to give Kindness Cafe donations, so I can work on the marketing materials, make it presentable, make it nice. Because I believe that everyone should eat something that tastes good and look good, mm-hmm. and packaged in a in a in a biodegradable materials, and have this stick, beautiful sticker that say some slogan about like being kind. So I just like. People to be treated the way I want to be treated. Maybe I can afford it, but I will do my best to make it possible for everyone, even if they can't afford it.
0: Yeah, that is awesome. And I get it totally makes sense, right? Like you're being donated the food to, but you're still working, right? Like it's still a job at the end of the day. So it is that there's like, how do you, would you still be working another job to make money? You know what I mean? Like doing this full time, if this, when it takes off and doing it full-time do you end up do you end up becoming like a non-profit organization at that point
1: yes uh so now i have a partner i didn't register her yet but like i am building a team so this is how i started it i was working alone now it's uh, not only me i'm working with someone uh, this someone is just she's helping me a lot her name is Khadija. hi Khadija. maybe next time she will come with us and be a part of really like legit part of kindness cafe um so she's helping me and that's giving me more time to think of like as uh, how uh, how can i shape uh, kindness cafe like five years from now and uh, with time the responsibility will be bigger but it will need less time with that kindness cafe to me will be like a family member like part time job i i hate to I hate to call kinds cafe a, a job it 's more than that to me it 's more than that mm-hmm. um, but definitely I will go back I did my master's in something that i 'm passionate about research medical research, so I will go back to this area because something is missing like I will always feel that I want to go back to a lab and do my research and Find like solution treatments, etc. So that will be my job, and kindness cafe will be what, like, in and on the part of my life. Yeah, your passion. Yes. My passion, my baby, my baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. Um, so I want to talk a little bit how you mentioned the food waste and how it affects our climate, and like, yes, what, definitely. how, what is the, What's the connection between the two? And and what's the connection between the two?
1: yes because when we have a lot of waste like think about it, we don't have this giant garbage pen that we will put everything and magically it will disappear mm-hmm. so we have the landfill to throw everything over there and it just it's our organic material like uh, it's a piece of tomato a piece of t- banana like leaves and stuff that well rot and will uh, decompose us and with that it will produce uh green uh, uh, the methane and carbon dioxide and all both of them like green gases emissions and this will affect the uh, global warming and the, and will definitely cause climate change and yeah. we don't want to have that
0: no so it's like taking another step forward to combat the climate change that is ever increasing and it just continues to get crazier and crazier. But I feel like more and more people are getting on board with ideas like this because the younger generations especially are just like, I feel like they have such this weight on their shoulders and and ours as well. Like I include us in that younger generation of like, we're not going to wait till 30 years from now when it's a crazy, crazy world. Like we have to do stuff now and be proactive instead of reactive. (laughs) I think we are already re- reacting to the
1: situation. We're we're already late, yeah. but uh, I feel with the um, COVID nineteen situation that made us made forced us to make this uh, step back and stay home. And this is is going to fix the uh, situation a little bit with the climate change. I feel like I've read many papers saying that the ozone level is just shrinking. And I, I hope hopefully we can maintain this for a very very long time. I know
0: it's hard, but <laughs> we have to do our part as well. Yeah. What advice would you give someone who wants to get involved, who want, who has an idea that they want to move it forward, but are scared? Like, what kind of advice would you give in that regard? Just don't be scared. You're not
1: alone here like you will find people to help you just take baby steps don't worry so much if if you will eventually find something and you will do it then okay congratulations if you didn't do anything there's nothing to lose you will still learn something so you just do it if i if i did it then everyone can do it if i did it in a foreigner in a new country uh language barriers
0: culture all that then anyone can do it The cultural differences, what was it like integrating into Canada? How people
1: treated me, I think I, one of those people who had like a very good experience. I've heard stories, I'm not saying that they are lying or anything, I believe that, but I was treated really, really good. Um, I don't know, maybe because Egypt, one of the countries that people study uh, a lot about it and they are just curious to meet an Egyptian woman and they think that she has a camel or like she's just like walk like this or something like that or or if, even if they don't believe that she does certain stuff like they, they don't believe in stereotyping but still it's interesting to know someone who has like this culture. Yeah. So to me I was blessed um it I was focusing only and doing my homeworks and research and all that for my masters mm-hmm. and uh, that kept me busy because I also had like a part-time job so to me I was like just between this and that home and that's it I didn't have like a social life so that was the difference to me comparing to Kuwait and Egypt don't ask me how we have all this energy but we usually go like this we wake up we go to work and at 5 p.m. we come back home change and by 7 p.m. we go outside to like a cafe or something and we stay there like till 11 12 and go back and sleep and repeat every day like we don't wait for the weekend to go out okay. so this was one of the differences the night life like why why are you closing everything at 8 p.m. I still have energy I want to go out so I started to like adapting myself because we have we are very intelligent we we can we can adapt and we can adapt fast so I started uh, when I finished my master's I started to incorporate my life with the people around me and from the community and outside of my community and we started to gather in my house gather in their houses and like okay you're not gonna give us the opportunity of going out we're gonna go inside of my house and make it a cafe like that's it. So, yeah, I feel like we don't have this opportunity. Although in the U.S., like, you just, like, cross the border. And they do have a life, a nightlife. And not everyone can, like, just go and party in, in a, a nightclub or and drink or go to a bar. So this is one of the things that I really encourage the community to think about it more, that people really need to go outside of their houses and, 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 and feel that they are they are having fun with their friends. We're social animals, right? Mm-hmm. So we need each other. We need to hang out. We need to be sub- supportive to each other. And that's only what will happen when we are
0: when we go out together.
1: When we're yeah. surrounded
0: by each other. Do you think, um, like, where you grew up in Egypt and Kuwait, do you think, like, your sense of community, because you guys are out with each other more often, like, you felt that bigger sense of community? I'm someone who, like like I go to bed at like 9 p.m 8 to 9 p.m like I'm like the opposite I'm like I don't have the energy (laughs) but um do you think like culturally like do you think there is a difference between that sense of community because I feel like just from my base knowledge it's like you know we don't know you know it's not in the norm to like know your neighbors as much anymore right like even the people that are around you it's like little hand waves but like you're not hanging out at night and stuff like that. Do you think there's that that community difference?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there is a, like, this element will change everything. Because when you have your community with you, you're not in trouble. You're not in trouble alone. Like, uh, there's people around you. There's people who will help you. There There's people who will defend you. We don't just hey, 911, come, my neighbors, uh, like there's a loud noise coming out of my neighbor's house. No, we go party with them or we go just check on them. I I remember my little brother uh, called uh, the uh, the fire alarms went on and he called 911. I don't know, like I don't even know the numbers like, because I know for sure that I'm not going to like ever use it. So uh, the fire workers came to my house and, you know, they make a big noise and a lot of lights and they asked us please go outside while we check the house uh, and stuff like that and me and my mother we were like laughing because no one showed up like our neighbors didn't come and shake on us like how i just in egypt if that happened yeah the, the whole street will be around you. The entire building will be like, what's going on? Because we're curious, curious too, because we just want to know. Even if we don't care about it, we want to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I, I remember going to, I was invited to a panel discussion. Um, You know that church near the university, the the one that has uh, greener bents in the basement? Yeah. So they invited a speaker from London to talk about Neighborhooding, and I was just sitting there listening and listening and listening. And basically, he's encouraging everyone to go outside and like make the street um, like uh, a, a healthy, safe place for their kids to, wear, to play with each other. Invite your neighbors, ask about their problems because everyone has problems. So just ask, and they will start ta- telling you stories. And I was just, why? in windsor or in canada obviously he came from london so it's in, in canada mm-hmm. why they need a lecture a presentation a paperwork uh to to learn how to treat each other right. it's it's crazy i was just like i'm so blessed that i grew up in in, in such a culture and unfortunately what i see here now that all the newer generations, they just want to copy the West. while the West is trying to be us. It just, it's crazy that people never feel satisfied with what they have and they want what other people want, you know? So here they are more about like privacy. Don't talk to me. It's my right. It's your right. It just, it's so crazy. While we used to eat, live, like we do everything together and when I tell people in Windsor stories about my life, I just they, they they just go like like this because it's crazy to them. I remember one time I was telling my friend that before coming to Windsor, so it was it was like. 4 years ago my mom went to Egypt and she left me alone in Kuwait because because I had work and and research like when you when you're a researcher you're dealing with microorganisms so you're not going to be able to leave them alone like they will die and your research will be messed up so I had to stay in the summer in Kuwait while my mom was like having fun here but what happened is that I didn't feel that I want to cook or do anything in in my house so I used to go to my building A knock on my neighbor first what was my first choice was my Syrian neighbors Mm -hmm. they cook delicious food and literally it goes like this and they open and then like what are you cooking today and they tell me what they are cooking and if I like it I will go inside and eat it if I don't like it I just like go to the second second choice which is Uh my Palestinian neighbor and they also cook delicious food but if I didn't like my choices, I go and cook something or buy something. And when you don't have this option. Like, I can't go to my neighbor. See? Can you look at your reaction? That's normal. And even if I didn't go, they will expect there's something. Is she sick? Where is she? They will call me. Because this is normal. We cook together. We eat together. It, her, their problem is my problem. We solve it together. So I grew up like that. And I really miss it. And it's so sad that even when I come here now, I feel that people are not like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And they just want to do whatever the movies are telling them. what's Whatever Hollywood is telling them, this is the right way to live your life.
0: And we want to do that. Yeah. I can say, you guys, no one can see me right now, but my mouth was like open, <laughs> shocked, like, you're just going yeah. to your neighbor's house and being like, "Hey, what do you what do you have for dinner tonight?" <laughs> it is that is, and I mean, like, that definitely uh, is surprise, like, surprised me, and like, that's not, um, that's not specifically the way I grew up, but I do. I had would say like, I would have like one friend who like my best friend growing up. She lived down the street. And I wouldn't even knock on the door. You just open the door and you're like, Hey, and you just call her mom, mom, and you just go to the fridge and help (laughs) yourself. Right. But it it was like, you did that only kind of with your best friend. Like, I feel like a lot of people here, it's more like you're one or two really close friends and it might, they might not even be like in your neighborhood. So it's like you're, you're, you might drive 10 minutes and be like, Hey, what's up? I'm here. Um, but it is, there's like that lack of that sense of community, like right close knit in like all these subdivisions and stuff. Um, and it's interesting that you're saying now in Egypt, people are trying to copy the West and like be like oh, And so now I'm just like, no, don't, yes. do that. don't lose that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> that's, like a, that's just seems like everyone wants to take care of each other. And yeah. we definitely have that disconnect here in the West. Uh, and uh, in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, there's some, good, there's goodness out there, but that like, sp- that specific sentiment, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really exist. Although I will say, um, a friend of mine who lives next door, I believe they are um, Syrian, they would mm-hmm. bring like just food over randomly. We would just like be in the house hanging out and we get like a knock on the door and they've just, there's like, oh, we had extra. And I'm yes. Like, Oh my gosh, that is like yes. the sweetest thing ever. Like we, like you, you know what I mean. Like that it, but it's part, like now that I'm understanding this, <laughs> that's <laughs> how you they grow up, and it's part of your community. You take care of the people that are around you, which mm-hmm. makes me even more so understand um, the kindness cafe and what you mm-hmm. wanted to do because that's your personality. That's who you are. Is to take care of your community no matter where you're living, where you're from, like, you embody that, like, I just want to take care of the human experience, no matter who you are, where you're from, so that's, like, it's cool to see that, like, full circle, like, knowing how you grew up, that's, like, so (laughs) cool, that is awesome, Um, in terms of, like, I know, like, you were saying, you had a good experience, um, like, coming to Canada, and I know not everyone has that experience, are there ways that we can do better to, like, integrate? I know like when I went to university, it, we, like there's people of all races, of all ethnicities from all across the world. But honestly, that was probably one of my first experiences as someone from Windsor, Mm. recognizing the multitude of types of people we had, but it didn't, like, I remember going to the university and being like, wow, there's so many different types of people here. This is wonderful. But it never really like shocked me. It was just like, oh, this is great, and you just move forward. Um, was it? Are a lot of people like that, or do you feel like we have some work to do in in integrating people that aren't from here? I
1: think you would love to know more. Like, I think every single person, just because we are very social, you would love to know that no, no more. But like the structure, as I was saying, in the community itself mm-hmm. is not allowing you to do that but if you include like for example in kuwait it's not different than windsor in kuwait i probably have one kuwaiti friend and i live in kuwait because it's filled with a lot of um, diversity people come to kuwait because uh, they want to like live a better lifestyle uh, like because of the currency a lot of situations and a lot of advantage so we have a different structure. We don't have privacy, we do have privacy, but not as much as what I see, the restriction that I see in Windsor. So with that, we are welcome to know more, to know what they are eating, what their food looks like, tastes like, and because of that, I know how to speak an Egyptian accent, Palestinian, Jordanian, Lebanese, and I can understand them. And I know different songs. And it's such a rich knowledge. It's a blessing. If I lived in Egypt, I'm not going to be able to understand what a Lebanese guy is talking about. I'm not get, just because it's a different accent, I'm not going to be able to like, understand their songs fully. I will struggle. But just because I lived in an area like in, in a situation like Windsor, but different structure in the community made me exposed uh, deeply into those different cultures and um, countries. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you change to this little thing of like in raising your kids that, okay, assume good. Like, I don't want to be naive and always, always assume good in people, but I was this child that my parents were okay if I was, like, hugging anyone. Yeah. And, like, I was a child, and I was, even if it's a pet, especially if it's an animal, especially. So they never told me that, be aware that this person might kidnap you. Like, they never put this negative ideas in my head when I was a child, I knew that when I grew up, I knew that. Now it's scary to do that with, but like, can you, can you see the sequence? It wasn't scary before because we all trusted each other. We all loved each other. We all assume good in each other. It's scary now because we assume that this person is a danger to me. So in a, in a, in an energy level, this person actually feels that he's a threat and probably that will affect his way of thinking. And he will eventually be a bad person and a threat because it's, the energy never lies, like even when you smile, you will know that this person is not happy with me and not welcoming me. So I think by changing how we grew up and, 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 and how our parents should love us and protect us by not telling us those negative things and make us believe in humanity, believe in each other, and that we don't need to call the police when there is anything happens to us that we can, talk to our neighbors and tell us what should we do maybe this neighbor has like a a a good relationship with with the person that i have a problem with and they can fix it we can fix every problem internally we don't need to go to laws and rules and regulations that was created by us Mm -hmm. and maybe the the person who created them wasn't he's not perfect this person who created those rules is not perfect so we can't change it and it should be changed and flexible and unlike our new terms our and our new mentalities it's not a holy book you know
0: yeah i think that's super important especially in today's with everything that's going on having that flexibility and in, in law and all that stuff but it really does come down to like you and me And like you're saying, that energy exchange, you can feel that from people. And that is like, it hugely plays into, maybe not even just that one experience, but how you look at a whole group of people. It's like, it's built from that, that one fact, that just that simple thing of that energy that we grew up being told, you know, uh, don't talk to strangers and just very simple things that we can work on with our children, hopefully, or even now, like even working on it now, we're ever changing people, we're ever changing humans. Um, but it is, it's, it, it seems very simple, but I don't know, like, like, I don't know where that hardship lies. However, like, I also think the internet has made it 10 times more challenging for people because as soon as they see something online, it's like, they just believe it. It's just like, you just see something on the internet and now it's getting a little better. I think everyone is kind of realizing like a lot of the internet is just trying to sell you something or market something and make money somewhere. And you can't believe everything you read on the internet, but because we see so much, we see everything going on in the world from a, from a certain viewpoint, depending on who's putting out that information that it just they're Like it's fear, it's fear tactics. It, it's, it's telling us to fear your neighbor and and don't do all of these things, but we kind of have to like fight against that. And I think it it is slowly happening, but it's going to take some time, but it's conversations like these that like for us and whoever's listening to like, just start at the foundation, just look for the good in people. It really is that fucking simple (laughs) if we can just get there and, you know, and have everyone see that. But it's it's not you know that's not what's taught in schools that's not what we hear growing up and we have to like work on making that shift for right. sure for sure you're just like the coolest person like I just I could oh, to fuck all day so like <laughs> I was sitting there just looking at you being like this is this girl's just so empowering this is just like the coolest thing ever I love it oh thank you <laughs> I want to wind down to like I know the stuff goes by like so fast but I want to wind down to our last couple questions things I just. Mm-hmm. I love talking to people uh, like the deeper stuff, like the really, you know, the things you don't get to talk about on a normal basis. Um, and one of those is what is your relationship like with failure? We're good friends. (laughs) Well, I
1: fail a lot. Like, let's be honest. I, I failed a lot, but I like failure because from like from it, I learn the most. Mm really like it makes it makes me feel that okay I'm sad now but like it draws my attention that no I'm not going to do this I'm going to improve this about my personality I'm going to fix that problem so I have a really steady good relationship with failure and I'm okay with that I'm, I'm one of the, those people who I want to fail so I can learn and get up
0: from how, how do you think like you were raised like culturally in Egypt in Kuwait like what is what is like the mentality over there with failure um not good
1: honestly like um, failing is not accepted in the middle east uh, you have to always succeed and be the best of you, a version of yourself and they still gonna not gonna be happy with you maybe because the competition is very 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 high but also like with my parents also like i'm not saying that only my parents are like that it's like this is the way everyone in egypt or in kuwait feels like Mm -hmm. so it's either you have to be a doctor or a pharmacist or um engineer or you can be like the rest of the people and those people are failures and you can do that and (laughs) it's 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 funny like it's the way they are i think it's getting changed so it's not a perfect country as as we agreed from the beginning um this thing is being changed. But it's up to you to see how you're gonna use those negatives. Like are you gonna just be a victim and just cry about it and my parents force me to do this and force me to do that? Or you are gonna it's just six like o'clock shift at six o'clock in Egypt. <laughs> Or you will be able to like shift your ideas into like, this is how they care about me or this is how they love me. And this is how they are motivating me. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, uh,
0: failing is not accepted in my family. No, it's not. So was it, did it come from just who you are? Like, because you said that you are good friends with failure. So in growing up in an area that failure is not okay, but you're living a life here you're doing it where you're like, I'm going to be friends with failure and I'm going to work through it no matter what. Where was that like inspiration to like kind of go against like not looking at failure as such a bad thing?
1: Kindness uh, Cafe taught me that. It was recently, I learned this recently, honestly, before I was, even if I got straight A's and I used to get straight A's, Um, we didn't celebrate, it's not a big news. It's not like something that I will feel proud of. Uh, I will call my parent, uh, my father, and I will tell him that I got this and he will be like, okay, what next? like what's next, like this is not enough, like you can do better, so this is how I grew up, so I was like always looking into myself that I didn't do enough, so maybe that was a good, that there's always, always a room for improvement, but what Kindness Cafe gave me, the rejections, all the challenges, if I did have, if I keep this mentality, I will be I will kill myself, like, basically, because I'm failing every single day by being turned down, by being uh, said no, or this is not going to make money, or this is not going to be successful. People will not like it. What are you talking about? Are you going to feed us garbage? Like, this is used food? Like, all of this, if I didn't change my mentality, my perspective, made this paradigm shift completely from, like, Not wanting to fail into like someone who's okay. And that's why I used it. Um, I have a good relationship because I fixed my relationship with failure into like a good one. Mm -hmm. It's okay. And my mentor, Maureen Lucas, was my mentor. She's an amazing woman. She's the one who like tapped on my shoulder and she was like, that's okay. If someone told you this, she's like, okay, embrace it. That's fine. It's not you. It's them. Mm -hmm.
0: So... Yeah, it's nice to hear like the transition, right? Because you know, people listening can be like, "Oh, you know, she's been like that her whole life. She just, you know, can get over things mm-hmm. her whole life." And like, that's the important part of like why I love doing this podcast is to hear like the behind the scenes of like how you got there. So that is wonderful. I want to do a quick. I do. I have like a list of three hundred and sixty five questions. I'm just gonna <laughs> pick a number, and we're just gonna answer a random question. Okay. In my drawer. Sorry for all the fumbling. There we go. Okay, so just pick a number, and I'm just going to select a t- random question. Pressure's not pressure, no pressure.
1: <laughs> okay, let's do uh, 30.
0: 30. All right. Woo-hoo. If you had the opportunity to get a message across to a large group of people, what would your message be?
1: Um, this is a message from my father to me, and I'm gonna pass it to you guys. He always told me it was in Arabic, so I'm gonna just quickly translate translated If you lost money, then you lost nothing. If you lost your health, then you lost something. If you lost your morals, your respect to people and yourself. Then you lost everything. Oh my Just, <laughs> your i heard like I'm gonna
0: like well up and cry. <laughs> I, I want to cry too, right? I feel like crying because I also miss my father a lot. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Like that is like I've never like heard that in that sequence. That is yeah, so It's a common beautiful.
1: one in 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 the Arabic language. It's a common one, but my father kept in like reminding me with. Um, so yeah,
0: <laughs> wow. I'm like I don't even want to ask any more questions. That's how we're gonna the podcast. That was so good, but I do have one more question. Wow! That okay? Repeat it one more time so people can hear it one more time. Okay, so
1: you guys, if you lost money, money comes and go. You lost nothing, absolutely nothing. If you lost your health, for sure you lost something. You can fix that. Something that can be repaired. If you lost your morals your respect for yourself, and for others,
0: you lost everything. You're not even human anymore.
1: <laughs> Man, kills. Feels,
0: feels for a second time. Like, honestly, that is so pure. That is so fucking pure. So thank you to your dad for that one. You give him- I will. I will <laughs> <laughs> Okay, last question. I ask this to everyone. I used to shoot photography, so it's kind of just my artistic way of, you know, putting an image to who you are. If your life was a photograph, what would it look like
1: for sure my my answer and it will always always be my answer if my 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 life is in a picture this picture will be me and with a horse in a very isolated way a place and uh just us alone me and my horse living the best life ever that's it I used horse? to. I used to have a horse when I was uh, doing my undergrad here in Egypt. And unfortunately, um, when when the revolution happened and after graduation, my father was like, I only have one doctor. I only <laughs> come back. <laughs> so he told me to come back to Kuwait and I left the horse here in Egypt. His name was um, Black Tiger. And yeah, I know it's funny. He's a horse and his name is Tiger. But <laughs> the most gorgeous creature in the whole entire world. And I miss him so much. I miss him so much. And I, I, it's called me crazy, but I do think about this horse every day. And I really, really don't know how I will reconnect with this uh, creature because the, they are not as intelligent as us. But what what a soul, what a creature. Just, I'm going to cry now. I just I miss him so much. Uh, I I spend the best time with this creature, Uh, such an elegant, elegant horse, can't even describe how amazing it was, Mm -hmm. and I can't find him anymore, I can't reach out to this perfect animal, and uh, yeah, I would imagine my life to be with my horse alone, and that's it, this is what I want
0: for my life it is horses have such like a such an energy and such a heat like a healing connection i don't know if anyone listening oh. has ever been in the presence of a horse if you haven't i highly recommend it it no. is i don't i don't know what it is my uh, my dad my great uncle of sorts had horses outside of their building like when i was little and i would just sit out there and watch and i remember the day i went back to visit my dad at work and the horses were gone and i was like <laughs> and, and it is it's like that it's it's a special connection and i love that his name is black tiger like that is the sweetest thing ever yeah.
1: <laughs> he's, he's wild too he's confident like his yeah. personality was amazing
0: I just... well you just want to take that for keep just keep remembering remembering him and take that <laughs> energy with you everywhere you go i think you're doing that <laughs> you're, yeah, you're healing you people know. the way he was <laughs> healing you so I True. want let pe- let people know where can they find you, like what's your Instagram handle and where can they find the kind kind of traffic?
1: I can send you uh, my Instagram handle, Facebook, and soon we will, we're working uh, on uh, getting the website because we can do events, but we still have to work. So we're doing the website right now. Uh, it's gonna be ready soon. And uh, we joined also like a cookups program, uh, also mentorship and like they have a kitchen so we can like jump into that kitchen. So there's like a lot of updates that they will let uh, know uh, when they follow us on the Instagram and Facebook. So I will send you that. It's just Kindest Cafe Windsor and they will be able to find us. Perfect, man. I can't wait till you come back to Windsor so I can give you a hug. <laughs> I'm a
0: hugger. Come on. You just don't be scared. I, I just, know. Me don't too. <laughs> Whenever they let you travel and you get to come back and be in Canada, I can't wait to come visit Kindest Cafe. <laughs> Everyone needs to come visit Kindest Cafe because like yes. just doing amazing, amazing things, man you're like you're so inspiring and i just think mm-hmm. not only just what you're doing with the kindness cafe but through the even more knowing you through this conversation like you're just you're f- fucking awesome like you're so cool That's and i just like admire it's you so amazing. much this has been awesome i can't wait to get this episode out people are gonna love it i can't wait i can't can't wait thank man. you for
1: listening to me and thank you for giving me this opportunity and using your platform to like give me this exposure
0: hell yeah forever grateful forever I love seeing what you're doing I absolutely love it and more people need need to see it so if I can do anything at all you ever you let me know I will be there (laughs) (laughs) y'all that is a wrap on today's episode I feel so happy genuinely I just after talking to Ola I feel like A, there's more that I could be doing in my community, but B, more I can just be doing as a human. I honestly feel really lucky that I got to sit down and have this conversation and learn more about her and hear about her story and where she comes from and how she grew up and how all of that turned into the Kindness Cafe and everything she is doing with her heart of gold. I hope you enjoyed the episode to be honest, I know that you did. Um, Please check her out online, Instagram, Facebook, her website at Kindness Cafe. Um, When she gets back to Canada, when the pandemic allows her to come back, um, it'll be up and running and I am so stoked to go visit. So stay tuned and we'll see you next time. Have a great fucking day. And if it's not a great day, that's okay too.